Time for our second hour roundtable on America Can We Talk with Debbie Georgiatis. More talking truth about America. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. And especially, I meant to say hello at the beginning of the first hour. I want to thank so much our listeners in Dallas on 660 AM The Answer, in Phoenix on 960 AM The Patriot, and in Colorado Springs, AM 1416, FM 101.1. Love, love, love having a uh, chance to talk to you every Sunday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Also want to encourage you to feel free to email me at Talk at gmail.com. Just the name of my show, America Can We Talk at gmail.com. Also want to be sure you all know that starting Wednesday, January 24th, so in just a few weeks, I'm going to begin a midweek podcast also, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central Time on the same Facebook page. If you're listening on, on air, thank you for listening. If you're listening on Facebook, you can come back Wednesday at 3 p.m. every week. Um, I also want to be sure and mention to our listeners, especially in Dallas or anyone else who wants to fly in, but in Dallas, there's a fabulous event coming up, and um, it, it features, it's called What Makes Texas, Texas. It features Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, um, and I'm also speaking there too. I'm going to be speaking about, you know, what makes Texas great, which honestly, one of my lines, I'll give you a little hint ahead of time. Texas holds to the values that America, that made America. Texas is really what America is supposed to be. Oh, many other states too, but this is a thing about Texas. Um, it is Monday, January 22nd. That uh, It is complimentary. It's not, there's no charge, but you do have to have a ticket. If you just go to Eventbrite and then just put in Monday, January 22nd, so this is sponsored by the Frisco Tea Party and the Republican Women of Greater North Texas. I hope to see you there. I can't wait. Love Dan Patrick. Can't wait to do a little bit of a warm-up, and then he's the main event. But I can't wait, wait to see you there. Hope you can come. Okay, so my top of the second hour is really, uh, I often do the cruise through the news. And I always have, of course, more stories than time to say them. But I wanted to share a few quick stories I thought were just so uh, kind of, you know, if I had a, a two-hour show every day, I would spend more time on them. One is a story, it happened this time to have happened in Texas, but it could happen anywhere in a country like America full of good people. And again, every story we talk about, you can go to americacanwetalk.org and the story is posted there. This is a story about a school in Dallas. It's called the Billy Earl Dade Middle School. And in January this month, when the kids came back to school, they decided to have a breakfast with dads event. And so they were inviting the dads to come into school with their children in school and have breakfast, or so breakfast with dads. Then they got a little bit worried because not all the kids have a dad or have a dad available, um, or have a dad in the home. So the event organizer, Christina Dove, put out on the uh, Facebook page, she put out an idea, we need some volunteer dads to come in and have breakfast with these 150 students age 11 to 13. If you're interested, you're a dad, you could come in and do this. So she put it out just to make sure that the young students who didn't have dads would have someone there. Her target was getting 50 people, 50 men to come in to help out with these 150 students. Well, she got hundreds of responses overnight. And on the day of the event, four days, she had reached nearly 400 mentors. And on the day that the Billy Earl Dade Middle School had breakfast with dad, they had 600 men show up. 
to be clear, not men related to these students. These are just people in the community. And the picture, which I can't really show you, but the picture was really cool on several of the websites talked about it. Because you look across the, 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 this mass of men standing there wanting to do the breakfast with dad thing, and they're really there to be mentors, to talk to these young people. There was every age, a wide age rate, age range. You know, ethnicity, national origin, race, just, just, and, and people, guys in kind of gym clothes, guys in business suits. Uh, one guy was in a, looked like a pastor's, uh, you know, clerical collar. I'm just telling you folks, this is one of those stories I love telling you because the truth is America is a very good place filled, 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 filled with good people. Second story, a not good story, but I want to tell you about it because I just think it's worthy of knowing about, um, has to do with Obama and a statement he made about Fox News viewers. He was interviewed in this uh, thing that I'm sure no one actually listens to, but David Letterman has some online blather show now, and he had Obama on and asked Obama something about how we can come together. And Obama's answer in part was the most dangerous threat to a democracy is he, the question was what is it is it uh, demeaning the press is a president demeaning the press or a foreign power sabotaging the voting process and Obama's answer was the challenge we have for the democracy one of the biggest is the degree to which we don't share a common baseline of facts if you watch Fox News you are living on a different planet I I would say if you put CNN in there I would have to agree if you're living and watching CNN I don't think you have any idea what's happening in America not any Okay, another story I want to share, and I don't know, Greg, I don't know how my, Greg, my incredibly wonderful board operator, I forgot to push a button. How much time do I have here? Okay, 45 seconds. Fabulous event put on in Washington by Ginny Thomas, a daily, daily caller columnist. She's an attorney. She, she founded Liberty Consulting. She put on an event in Washington. Again, go to our AmericaCanWeTalk.org um, website to see this. She gave awards to conservative leaders who impacted American culture in 2017. She gave awards to conservatives who are never going to get credit in mainstream media. People like Frank Gaffney, founder of the Center for Security Policy, Star Parker, uh, both of whom happen to be friends, but they're also conservative warriors. I loved this event. I love that actual conservative leaders got, got to come and be honored and for what they do for America. Come right back, and I'll tell you the next thing up. We're going to talk about Fusion GPS. You won't believe what's happening. Come right back. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers, and if necessary, legal protection. From First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. 
They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out centerforsecuritypolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's centerforsecuritypolicy.org. Attention Ronald Reagan fans, what is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. And welcome back. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. My show is America Can We Talk, and my show is entirely dedicated. And every week, I always try to every story I cover, it's always dedicated to preserving the unique, precious, extraordinary, exceptional idea that is America. And I try to tie in the issues we talk about to the broader question of is what we're dealing with here, how do we preserve the building blocks of America, preserve the rule of law, preserve the uh, separation of powers, preserve the essential liberties, the God-given liberties in which our country is created. I, I'm on a mission to preserve this country. That is why I do this show. And I want to go back to a story uh, that we talked about at the beginning. Um, it had to do with, at the beginning of the whole show, it had to do with what happened um, in Washington this last week and all of this just amazing um, upset over President Trump's choice of um, words, which, by the way, several Republican uh, 
senators, I believe, have said, I didn't hear him say that. And, you know, Dick Durbin, who's uh, a Democrat and who, again, this was a private meeting, um, which if Dick Durbin ever had any, um, you know, developed any uh, rapport or, um, you know, sense of uh, work, be able to work with President Trump, certainly that is gone. He's the one claiming this horrible word was said. But whatever, I try to get the first hour, and I want to come back to it again, how important this is. What the tactic of the American left is. They have been dedicated since the day President Trump won this election to getting rid of him, to either avoiding having him take office, to getting him impeached, getting him out of there. And this Russian collusion stuff, which I'm going to get to in a moment, is part of what this is part of that effort. But back to this first hour story, when President Trump spoke the truth that Many of the countries from which people are fleeing and coming to America as immigrants are countries of just profound impoverishment. Uh, you know, no, they're, they're, they're basket case countries. They're countries where there is no structure, there is no uh, reliability of, of basic needs of food and water. There are no jobs. There is no security. There is, there is danger in, at every turn. These are horrible countries. And so Trump is trying to say, you know, are we less? I mean, he's not saying we don't care about them, but he's saying, are, are people from this country, is this our top priority in immigration? Well, I want to have a, a clip. I have a couple of clips to play for you. Uh, a guest who was on this show, I don't know, like six months ago. Oh, no. He was on a show. I, did a, I do a different show also, Point of View Radio. He was on that show, I think. But anyway, Raheem Kassam, Raheem Kassam is uh, an author, and he wrote No-Go Zones. And he basically, he grew up in London. He has a British accent. He grew up in a Muslim home. And he has gone around to these uh, no-go zones, these zones uh, carved out in Europe where um, they have uh, either majority or complete Muslim uh, uh, neighborhood, no other people there. They do not allow, and it's varying degrees of no-go zone, don't allow the police and all that. So Raheem Kassam has been a defender of the idea, an outspoken defender of the idea that America needs to be really careful in not allowing to happen in America what has happened in Europe, where we have literally in these former Western, you know, Western European, Western civilization countries, we have a dramatic change in their culture, their society because of uh, immigration out of control. So I want to play, Greg has two clips. I want to play the first clip, which was another British guy from Sky News asking Raheem Kassam about President Trump's choice of words uh, that we were just talking about. No, no, I'm just trying to put it in context for you. I, personally, I hope he did use that language, uh, uh, Gamal. I think, uh, I think it shows a, a frankness, uh, a willingness to have a conversation that isn't um, sort of varnished with political correctness. Uh, he wants to know why uh, America has a big illegal immigration problem. Let's not forget the OECD puts out uh, uh, statistics every year, the United Nations, Transparency International, um, all the corruption indexes. They put out statistics every year that show that there are a handful of countries out there in the world uh, that are pr- pretty bad. It is the case. There's no getting around it. And, and, and he's not saying that they are because, you know, they're bad people there or anything like that. It might be due to corrupt regimes. It might be due to uh, uh, factors out of the control, environmental factors. There might be education problems there. But there are countries that you and I wouldn't want to go uh, on holiday in and sun ourselves in. And I think that's what he's getting at. Uh, it shouldn't be uh, it should be shocking to anybody that there are, there are horrible places in the world that are horrible for the people who live there to live. 
and instead of actually getting het up about the, the phrase used, maybe we've got to ask ourselves, why is Haiti in such a dire situation? Okay, that was Raheem Kassam, and he just, I mean, when he says it in those terms, I, I, I really want to, um, I guess I want to go back a little even more to uh, what President Trump was talking about, and the whole issue in Washington, which is dealing with, not just DACA, but dealing with immigration policy. It is egregious that the American left can get wrapped around the axle about the use of a term about countries which really are miserable countries, where, as, as Raheem Kassam says, you wouldn't choose to go on holiday there and sunbathe there. You wouldn't even think of going there. But if someone points out that truth, then, then, then the a left's answer is that they're, that, you sh- that they're outraged or offended. Folks, this is mockery of the real I- of idea of, of being offended. This is, this is faux outrage. This is an opportunity to leap on Trump. But more importantly, it just... You know, when you look at the issues facing America, the issues facing uh, countries around the world, you know, everyone might love if we could have a statesmanlike, you know, uh, manner of presenting the issues that face America, statesmanlike uh, concern about things, a, a, a eloquent way of speaking on every issue. But frankly, President Trump won the presidency of this country because people were sick of the uniparty in Washington that speaks politely and uses really nice terms and speaks gently and speaks in a politically correct manner and and allows problems to fester and grow and fester and grow and never stands up about them. They are 0% concerned. These supporters who's, who uh, are the core base of President Trump's uh, victory, they're not concerned at all that he used language which they wouldn't teach their grandchildren. They're not concerned at all that they, he used language that was, you know, slightly improper. And of course it was. But he didn't call the people that word. He was calling the countries. And there's something about the, you know, the, um, you know, the attitude of the American left that is just so able to, to – erupt into outrage. It's like the Olympics of outrage. Can I prove how really, really important I am because I'm more outraged than he is, and I'm more outraged, and and my outrage, I can say it better. In the meantime, the countries are a mess. Our immigration system is a mess. We have a lawless border, a lawless immigration system, and we have a situation in Washington where we have some people on the American left perfectly willing and, in fact, welcoming any immigration to America, any number of people, wherever they're from, they think bringing in low-skilled, uneducated, uh, or unskilled, impoverished people who will join the welfare class in America is the ticket to Democrat victories for decades and decades and decades to come. And a lot of Americans realize that. And this is why they are not upset because President Trump said a bad word. They're just not. And on the subject of saying a bad word, did you notice was the uh, you know the um, swear word that was so uh, egregious? You know that word has been used by many other politicians. In fact, Joe Biden, the you know uh, people view him as you know a kind of an icon, of the American left, Vice President Biden, former Vice President. He used the F word in a live mic. And it was out of happiness, jubilation, saying, isn't this a great thing that Obamacare fa- passed? This is an effing big deal. 
Did you hear any outrage about this? I'm telling you, folks, we have to be alert what the media does. This selective outrage, this outrage, this Olympic of outrage, this orgy of outrage. We all are. And in the meantime, Trump is trying to fix the immigration system and set some standards. He likes, by the way, the bill I mentioned the first hour. President Trump likes Bob Goodlatte's bill, Congressman Goodlatte's bill. He likes it a lot. He would be willing to get behind it. We need to get behind it. But this is a, a battle over can we see through what the American left is doing in, in just creating outrage and outrage and outrage and recognize President Trump is doing, A, what his voters elected him to do, which is to fix the immigration system, and B, President Trump is willing to speak in terms that people can understand what he means. They are tired of the of the politeness, of the, uh, well, can we just speak in very careful terms? People don't want that anymore. They want truth. They want his, the same way he's speaking about the Iranian protesters and the country, country of Iran. He's speaking here. This is healthy for our democracy. This is healthy to have conversation about the real, not that I want to have uh, F-bombs flying or poor language being used you know, unnecessarily all the time, but... In a private meeting, the president used a word that people, if he did use it, that people know exactly what he means, and they know why he said it. And this is what you're supposed to be drawn into, that outrage? Okay, you know, Greg, I'm, I'm, I don't have the darn clock again. How much time do I have here? Do I have time? Oh, shoot. Okay, we come back. I have one more segment to play from Raheem Kassam. Come right back to America. Can we talk? Let me tell you about the group Vice President Mike Pence called the most effective grassroots pro-life organization in America. It's the Susan B. Anthony list, and they're the ones who are on Capitol Hill right now, day in, day out, to fight back against Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. Every day in our nation, abortion takes more than 2,000 innocent lives, almost two every single minute of every single day. And Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion business in the country, committing one-third of all abortions. It's an unspeakable tragedy and a stain upon our nation and our humanity. And it's up to us to do something about it. This is your opportunity to join the team that's leading the charge to end abortion. Go to sba-list.org or Google Susan B. Anthony List now to learn more and start saving lives today. Do you know that one in nearly five United States residents lives in an immigrant household? That we take in more than one million new legal immigrants every year? Studying the impact of federal immigration program is the mission of the Center for Immigration Studies, the nation's only think tank looking at the broad national effect of immigration policy. Whether it's on crime, welfare, national security, or the job market, CIS digs out information about immigration from government sources, translates it into English, and makes it available to the public, the news media, and policymakers in Washington. Check out its work at CIS.org. CIS makes the case for better enforcement against illegal immigration and lower levels of legal immigration in the future. Most other special interest groups pursue the opposite. The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org. 
If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties. And in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. Okay, folks. Um, first of all, if you're listening on Facebook Live, I'm going to remember to say this at the start. Anytime you're listening to a segment of this show and it ends, we always cut every little show segment to a separate little video and make it easy to watch. But you can always go back when you finish this to the Facebook page, America Can We Talk, and then click on the next one. And they're, they're always there. They're up on, on, on Facebook Live. And so love to do that on Facebook Live. And I want to thank all our listeners on Facebook Live. And I like the comments. I'm getting emails from you. Again, my email address is americacanwetalk at gmail.com. Like the comments. Go to our Facebook page. We have endless discussions of the issues. Love to have you weigh in. Okay. I want to play one more clip then this is again Raheem Kassam. And this is again about President Trump's refreshing um, bluntness and also his unwillingness to just play the game that the left has designed for him to play. He doesn't really play either side's game. He just plays the pro-America game. But here, I want to play one more clip of Raheem Kassam. Yes, well, I don't blame him. You know, you have a you have a situation whereby uh, Sadiq Khan, as the mayor of London, has really been tub thumping, trying to get President Trump not to attend. Said multiple times he's not welcome in the capital. Uh, really fomenting uh, a, a a situation where you might have some some riots or street protests uh, if if the president came to open that embassy. He's wrong on that. Uh, I think he should have come out and told the, the the honest truth, which is that he doesn't particularly want to visit Sadiq Khan's London, which is the acid attack capital of the world per capita. 
where you have in the last year uh, uh, soaring knife crime, soaring burglary, soaring rape, soaring youth homicide. Uh, and, and Sadiq Khan seems to be concerning himself more with matters of state, which he isn't elected to do, uh, than actually solving the situation of, of, of crime in London. And it is soaring. Um, and I have to say this, and, and you'll excuse me for being churlish about it, but places like Sky News and the BBC and, and all the best, best and brightest journalists in the country are not covering this. Okay. I know I should have told you the question. I was trying to keep the clip short. The question he asked him was that in London, there is a new American embassy opening. The old embassy had been there a long time. America finally is moving their embassy farther out of London, brand new, more secure facility. And of course, the president would be invited uh, normally to go over to London and celebrate the opening of the new American embassy in London. But the mayor of London, as you were hearing Raheem Kassam say, um, is a is Muslim. He's very aggressive, very obnoxious, very critical of President Trump, and is really trying to stir up the people of his city uh, against the president of the United States. And I just kind of, you know, I, 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 I think it's fabulous that President Trump is so steady on the notion that we're not going to humor radical Islam. We're not going to. But, you know, he's also not going to go uh, give the uh, mayor of London a chance to have rallies and, and photo ops of all people standing there with horrible, with all these crazy signs. He says, you know, forget it. Move the London, move the uh, thing and move forward. Um, and I also the point that Raheem Kassam is making is relevant to many, many, many issues. He's pointing out that London, uh, this again, Raheem Kassam, the author of No-Go Zones, the, the guy who grew up Muslim in England and is now trying to you know, raise awareness in America and around the world of the growing uh, danger, existence and danger of No-Go Zones, zones in which Islamic uh, majority communities are saying no one can come in, police can't come in, we make the laws here, your country's laws do not apply to us. He's, he's actually uh, trying to expose all that. And um, I, he, uh, his comment about he didn't want to be churlish, which is funny. Oh, his other, I have to, I wrote it down, he said it, tub thumping. Okay, that's a great British word. But anyway, he was, I, I love their accents. It's distracting because I even enjoy their accents so much. But uh, anyway, Raheem Kassam is making the point that, you know, London, under, with this Islamic uh, growing population, and now the mayor of London being Muslim, is the acid attack capital of the world. You ever hear that on CNN, MSNBC, anywhere in America? Uh, they have just a massive growing crime problem of knife attacks, rapes, uh, homicides by youth, and, and youths as victims of homicide. And, you know, just the, the whole notion that America has kind of uh, churned along in the last eight plus years with a uh, kind of we let the government and the media tell us what truth is and we don't, we, we don't play along, we don't... Uh, find out we we're just supposed to be told you you be quiet and stay here and his, this is what we do and this is refugee policy this is immigration policy you can't do anything about it you know we've set the standards we've set what's politically correct you have to just be quiet this is why president trump won the election because he says i'm not being quiet about anything and i'm not going to be politically correct and the news media is depriving the fake news he always decries is depriving americans of knowing truth and it's not right okay I do want to change subjects again, and I, I mentioned, uh, I guess, before this segment that we um, there's a, a big thing coming up in the entire. You know, we've talked in the show many times and tried to lay out the the pieces, and I can't do a lot of that in this, but we have had since the day after 
President Trump won the election. In fact, during the campaign cycle, all these rumors and all this talk about President Trump and Russian collusion and somehow that Trump had stolen the election um, because he had, um, uh, you know, colluded with the Russians and somehow or other Russians, you know, did something. No proof of it. No proof of collusion. No proof the Russians were the ones who even hacked into the DNC and released all those emails that made Hillary's team look so bad. No proof even of that. But here we are. And tomorrow is a very big day in this entire big story to one more background or a few more background points in the story. So what we've learned since this, um, this issue has been evolving is that it was a Hillary Clinton campaign that went through a law firm and paid fusion GPS to hire Christopher Steele to create the famous Russian dossier, the Trump dossier. We'll call it the Russian dossier. It was an alleged investigation into alleged conduct by Trump, President Trump, in Russia and was supposedly just terrible, terrible things that he did. No proof, in fact, much proof that much of what the dossier says is not true, but also that that dossier was used by the media uh, to just excoriate President Trump, you know, and kind of implied that he might not possibly be able to serve, that he might be subject to blackmail, that he was unfit in some way. All of this, and you know, President Trump has put up and put up and put up with this. We have the Mueller investigation, you know, Mueller being appointed special counsel, looking into whether or not there was this collusion between Trump and Russia, coming up with a big fat zero. Still going on, and it's still going on over a year, investigating, investigating, nothing found, nothing at all. But, and so the, then the question became, and then so the FBI got a warrant from a FISA court, which is Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. FISA is the court that the FBI has to go to when they want to spy on foreign agents who are doing something allegedly illegal or maybe illegal in America. And so they can spy on people, you know, allegedly they got these FISA warrants to spy on Russians in America. And the real goal clearly was to spy on President Trump and his team, any contacts between Russians and the president. And I lay all this out again to say this could be the biggest scandal in American history that we're about to see unfold in front of us. And I want to just basically tell you why. There are 72 inspectors general created by Congress. Inspector general is a position created by Congress. The Department of Justice has an inspector general. This is a person not employed by the FBI or the Department of Justice, but paid by the government. And this inspector general job is basically to keep track of compliance with the law, scandals, just make sure that the law is being followed. Well, Inspector General Michael Horowitz is the Inspector General for the Department of Justice. He, tomorrow, Monday, January 15th, is going to reveal to Congress his investigation results from looking into this entire fusion, GPS, etc. scandal, the high points of which, which could be truly, truly the biggest scandal in American history, is whether or not the Hillary Clinton campaign-funded Trump dossier 
created out of whole cloth, apparently. I mean, the people who named it are suing, saying this never happened. There was no collusion. But the entire, um, whether or not the Department of Justice, the FBI, used that dossier when they knew it had no factual basis, when it had no investigation behind it, no official investigation. It was a, frankly, campaign trash piece created by Hillary, paid for by Hillary. Did the FBI use that in going to the FISA court and asking for a warrant to begin spying on the Russians? Did they lie to the court about the content, like where that dossier came from? And and they must have had to. So I raise all this to say we're going to know very soon whether very serious crimes were committed in terms of misrepresenting to the FISA court what they did and didn't have. Because if they had a fraudulent basis to have a search warrant, to have the search authorized by a FISA court, this, folks, is a scandal bigger than anything else. I'll tell you more about it next when we come back. Come back after the break, folks. On August 2, 2006, Debbie Lee was notified that her son, Mark Allen Lee, had been killed, becoming the first Navy SEAL to lose his life in Iraq. She had no choice about the news that was given to her, but she did have a choice how she responded. In response to her son's amazing last letter, she founded America's Mighty Warriors to honor the sacrifices of our troops, the fallen, and their families by providing programs that improve quality of life, resiliency, and recovery. Whether America's Mighty Warriors is hosting retreats for families of the fallen, helping heroes heal who are struggling with traumatic brain injury or post-traumatic stress disorder, providing relaxation at the Heroes Hope Home, stepping in when an injustice is committed, or doing random acts of kindness. As Mark mentioned in his letter, they know the price of freedom and who pays it. Our troops and families of the fallen need your support. Visit americasmightywarriors.org today to learn more. That's americasmightywarriors.org. There's a lot of talk today among media, in academia, in our culture, about everything that is supposedly wrong with America. Political correctness tries to dictate that we must stop thinking that America is exceptional. America's bravest have our back in the air, at sea, and on land. But who has America's back in the culture? In schools, on cable television, in newspapers? It's time to end the greatest prejudice on earth, anti-Americanism. And who makes the case for America? Flag does. Flag is the foundation for liberty and American greatness. Flag has America's back on the cultural battlefield. Flag is a nonprofit battle tank working to change the cultural and media narrative about America. If you think it's time to stand up for America, join the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. Your support of Flag is an investment in the America your children will inherit. Visit their website at flagusa.org and consider donating. All donations are 100% tax deductible. That's flagusa.org. Attention Ronald Reagan fans. What is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. 
program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. All right, welcome back to the absolutely just fastest two hours of my week every week is while I'm talking with you on America Can We Talk. And I cannot believe I'm at the last segment because I have so many more things I want to talk with you about. But first, I want to be sure and thank the sponsor of my show. America Can We Talk is sponsored by GC Works, which is a Dallas-based company that performs research in advanced technology and delivers innovative approaches to the oil and gas industry. Could not do the show without them. Thank you, GC Works. Okay. Also want to mention tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day. And um, I love that I have many friends who participate in the parades there. Martin Luther King was just simply a, a, an American treasure. And, it is, and his life message and his desire to have you know, the goal, which is the most famous of all his speeches, you know, he wants to someday live in a country where um, his children will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin is a primary profound, America-binding, America-uniting idea, and there just are no words of gratitude sufficient to, for what he did and gave his life doing, which is inspiring America to, to even to move further in absolute equality and, and treating each other uh, in the brotherly love which we should, with which we should be treating each other. So Martin Luther King Day is a wonderful thing. Um, okay, I want to go back to the topic that I was on before, I, um, before the break when I say that this uh, fusion GPS thing, what we might learn from the attorney, the um, inspector general tomorrow, when his report comes out. First is a great article on our website, uh, on the America Can We Talk website, which is about um, uh, which is about this whole topic, and it's called "Creeps on a Mission." Instead of like mission creep, creeps on a mission. You get it? Okay. But Michael Horowitz is really investigating the investigators. Uh, this is a fabulous article. This is one by Sidney Powell. She's going to join us on the show in a few weeks. Uh, she's a former federal prosecutor, a stellar leader, uh, testifies all over the place to explain this, the profound consequence of what we're talking about. But let me just put it in these short terms, this basic idea. It's not just that the FBI 
may have lied to the FISA court to get a warrant to spy on, on President Trump, which is what they were doing. I mean, maybe they had something else, but, but it appears that they just took a garbage dossier political hack job piece created at Hillary Clinton campaign's expense and used that, try to dust it up and clean it up, make it look like an official investigation so they could go after the Trump people and try to find some basis for prosecuting or at least humiliating him and delegitimizing him. But more important... This is about whether the Obama administration, the Obama administration up to the top, including President Obama, coordinating with the Hillary Clinton campaign to weaponize surveillance and law enforcement against a political opponent. It's, it is corruption of the most sinister, uh, you know, unacceptable in America, unprecedented in America, unprecedented sabotage of the political process. If this is what occurred, and it appears from many pieces of evidence I couldn't go in tonight, this may be exactly what happened. But the idea that the Obama administration was complicit and involved in, with his administration, the FBI, the Department of Justice, helping the Hillary Clinton campaign use the, the, your, your, your federal government, FBI, Department of Justice sources, resources, to destroy a political opponent, that is, truly, it makes Watergate and every other scandal you have ever heard of sound like Mr. Rogers goes to the park. This, if this is what occurred and is not proven yet, but the pieces are out there, more and more pieces out there, and I urge you to, I mean, read about it, read about it online, read the articles that you can are linked to off of our website, americachemitalk.org. It's important to understand because the left is trying very hard to give this the back of the hand. Uh, This is, you know, the whole conduct that the Clintons have always gotten away with for ever, which they essentially say, we've been over this, this, we've moved on, this is just, you know, this is political witch hunt, this is, I mean, all the terms they use, because if Hillary Clinton really did what it seems like she did, and if President Obama was involved, this is corruption at the absolute highest level of our government. Corruption at the White House, Department of Justice, FBI, and you talk about a swamp draining needed. We need to clean out, and there need to be actual prosecutions. And, you know, I've mentioned on the show over the weeks the various players and how they became involved, what we know, but there are literally in the dozens of people who are likely to have committed federal crimes. And this needs to be, this is not just get back at the other side so the Republicans get back at the Democrats. This is, do we in America have a country based on law and order? Do we have a rule of law? The rule of law, the most profound meaning of it is that it even applies to the rulers. If what we're going to hear from the Washington elite, the uniparty in Congress, the Republicans and Democrats, and the people in, uh, in the FBI and all those other uh, national, national security groups, if you're going to hear from them, you, know, you can't be coming after us. We can't be charged with crimes. I mean, this is, this is so unsettling. This will upset the country. This will be destabilizing. Folks, what's destabilizing is letting something like this go because we don't want to cause a fuss. This is, if this is what occurred, and if the inspector general comes out with this, there is going to be a, a profound need for steel-spined Republicans in the Senate, in the House, in the White House, the advisors, the president himself, saying, you cannot let this go. 
You cannot let this just, well, you know, it's a campaign. Things get rough and tumble. This is way past rough and tumble and making up some story about the other side. This is about do we have a country or a third world banana republic, lawless, tyrannical, you know, unreliable government. It's that serious. And so I really urge you, I'm obviously going to get back to this story next week. I urge you to follow, come to our Facebook page, America Can We Talk. We'll be talking about it. Follow me on Twitter at Debbie Can We Talk and our website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org. This issue is so much bigger than just politics, Republican versus Democrat. It has to do with holding on to our country and the rule of law. So, folks, that is what I wanted to finish about that story about Fusion GPS and the Inspector General's report coming out tomorrow. Okay. On a somewhat lighter note, but you know, we only have a few, we have, wow, 10 minutes left, not five minutes left. I want to tell you about two things that also talk about. I always try to say how stories tie back to saving our country and preserving our country. What do you do when you hear someone's name and you've never heard of them before? How do you go find out who they are? I mean, I'm going to guess you Google. You go online, and maybe you don't use the Google search bar, but you use, you go online, and you search, and you find out what you can find out about these people. Okay, so Google has profound, astonishing power in this country. What used to happen, I mean, I'm at the you know point, when I was growing up, we had to go to the library and look up books. We didn't even have the internet yet, so we had to read books and read different books from different perspectives. But people go to Google, they go to their online sources, and they read things. Well, right now, Google is a recipient of a lawsuit by James Damore, D-A-M-O-R-E. We talked about him like a year and a half ago, whatever it was. He was fired by Google. Actually, I don't recall if he was actually fired or just forced out, quasi-fired. But he wrote a memo essentially daring to tiptoe outside the politically correct parameters of permissible thinking that are are just entrenched in Google and in so many of these left-wing organizations in Silicon Valley. He said something along the lines of that men and women are different and maybe our personality differences contribute in some way to our performance and our preferences at work. I mean, he was so careful. It was ridiculous. So he, anyway, he lost his job. So he's filed a lawsuit um, against Google. And a part of what you, you, this, the lawsuit allowed America to do is get a little window into the level of crazy at Google probably applies to other similar entities like Twitter and Facebook. But let me just tell you the things that, I mean, you read this. Okay, one is that he talked about is there's a section claiming Google tries to stifle conservative parenting styles. There is at Google furnishes a large number of internal mailing lists catering to employees with alternative lifestyles, including these are alternative lifestyles Google actually caters to. Furries, don't even think about that. Polygamy, transgenderism, plurality for the purpose of discussing sexual topics. The only lifestyle not discussed in their internal forums is traditional heterosexual marriage. Okay, next one was they have an expression, living as a plural being. P-L, like you're a plural, you're not just one person, you're a plural being. They actually had a presenter talking about and addressing co-workers to explain to you what is the polite way to speak to people who are living as plural beings because said this person who said, I am a plural being, like he think whatever, who even knows what he thinks? He's a man, a woman, whatever he thinks. 
He says it's not okay etiquette, and the list of not okay etiquette includes addressing any one headmate in particular because we're all listening. Okay, folks, this sounds like a report someone would give after examining a schizophrenic patient. That's what this sounds like. And, I mean, I'm going to run out of time to tell you all the things in here, but a few other highlights from this lawsuit. And, again, go to our website, americacanwetalk.org. This article is up. This guy, I mean, he said there's an overwhelming presumption don't hire white men. Don't hire white men. Told by them, for example, they have voluntary diversity training, um, and they just—they basically—they're called bias busting. They discuss biases against women, white male privilege, training run by an unbiasing group at Google. And they, the guy actually who was fired or had to leave, Demore, said he was told by a coworker, "I will keep hounding you until one of us is fired." And he—he was—he basically was told diversity of opinion is not welcome here on Google. And so just recognize you think you get the truth by Googling something. You think, well, I know, sure, I know the answer. I looked it up on Google. Understand Google itself is run by left-wing crazies, and I can't even begin to do justice to all of the crazy that is in this article, in this one article um, about... um, uh, in fact, there's another little quick thing I'll throw in here. Uh, this one person was talking about a repentant Google employee had to publicly apologize for white splaining, for explaining something in a way that made sense to white people, I guess, without taking into account black history. Okay, folks, I'm going to be out of time here in just a few seconds. So I'm going to tell you this. I tell you these stories not just because they do kind of make you just you know, stop and take a deep breath and say what's happened in this country. But more important, I tell these stories because we are, my theme music, we are America. We are the ones who define what America is, what our direction is. It's up to you to be the right, stand up and speak with the right idea of America. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Come back next week to America Can We Talk. We talk with Debbie Georgiatis. To learn more or to contact Debbie, go to americacanwetalk.org. America Can We Talk truth about America.